it's wrong to criticize leaders of the church, even if the criticism is true. I have no doubt on the basis of what I have, have studied and learned that Mormons, including local leaders of our church, were prime movers in that terrible episode and participated in the killing. Some of them are a little darker, some of them have slant eyes. Pay, lay, pay. Pay, lay, pay. Pay, lay, You beautiful girls don't wander around looking like men. Put on a little lipstick now and then and look a little charming. that simple and if they have a Catholic background y si tienen un, uh, antecedentes católicos, they don't know who God is no saben quién es Dios. they don't know who the Savior is no saben quién es el Salvador. nor do they know who the Holy Ghost is y no saben quién es el Espíritu Santo. and we know y nosotros who, who sí they sabemos are quiénes son. because Joseph porque José Knelt in the presence of the Father and the Son. Se arrodilló en la presencia del Padre y del Hijo. You're saying to them, bring your faith with you, right? Sure. You're not saying leave your Catholicism. I say this to other people. You, you develop all the good you can. We have no animosity toward any other church. We do not oppose other churches. We never speak negatively of other churches. We say to people, you bring all the good that you have and let us see if we can add to it. You all look alike. White shirts, some of them a little wrinkled. Ties, I look at you, I look at your faces, and think of your age, and I'm inclined to say, well, you're not much to look at, but you're all the Lord has. <laughs> Each of us has to face the matter. Either the church is true, or it is a fraud. There is no middle ground. It is the church and kingdom of God, or it is nothing. Less than a year ago, right here in Washington, D.C., my friend killed himself. He was Mormon and gay. You've gone on record saying that the church does not give apologies. Does religious freedom absolve you from responsibility in the gay Mormon suicide crisis? I think that's a question that will be answered in, on Judgment Day. I can't, uh, I can't answer that beyond what has already been said. Those things have to be judged by higher authority than exists on this earth. And I'm ready to be accountable to that authority. The rightness or wrongness of it, I'll be accountable to higher authority for that. That's the way I look on that one. And nobody is sadder about a case like that than, than I am. I hit my companion. Oh, is that all, I said in great relief. But I floored him, he said. After a little more uh, research into what had happened, my response was, well, thanks. Somebody had to do it. And it wouldn't... <laughs> and it wouldn't be well for a general authority to solve a problem in that way. Now, I'm not recommending that course to you, my young friends, but I'm not omitting it. You must... <laughs> you, must 
You must protect yourselves. Some suppose that they were preset and cannot overcome what they feel are inborn tendencies toward the impure and the unnatural. Not so. Why would our Heavenly Father do that to anyone? We do not make an, a judgment about someone's attraction. We don't know why that attraction came that way. And if I haven't done well enough to teach it, shame on me. We are not passing judgment, but we're not, we're not making them second-class citizens. There are no homosexual members of the church. Marriage between a man and a woman is ordained of God. So we do not discriminate and we are not bigots. My wife is afraid I'm going to hit her with a bottle of water. <laughs> to do family history. That's why I believe the computer came into existence. That's why God revealed, and it doesn't, you don't have to be a member of the church to have spiritual insight and promptings, the creation of that tool, comp the computer. And as soon as that surfaces for the purposes of God, what does the, the devil do on the, on the left side? Oh, he said, you're going to play that game? I'm in it. <laughs> I'll put on the internet filth. I'll put on ugliness. I'll put on spiritual destructive images. We'll call it pornography. It'll be awful. And anybody that goes there, I'll capture them. Dear brethren, we have reviewed the report of the financial operations of the Corporation of the President of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. May each of us emulate the Prophet Joseph's great example. He taught the truth. He lived the truth. He shared the truth. Bravo! Some say that karma is a bitch. Some say that karma is a bitch. To the big show. Welcome everyone to Ex-Mormon Live. Yes, I am back. The church always thinks I've gone away and they probably are praying that I don't ever come back, but here I am. I'm back. So welcome everyone. Great to be here. Great to have you all out there listening. For those that are tuned in right now, surprise, it's a live show unannounced, but here I am. Uh, but anyway, uh, as always, we are being broadcast live from the Vatican and Mecca of Mormonism right near Salt Lake City, Utah, in my underground bunker where they can't find me. Uh, we're being broadcast worldwide, all across the globe, on TuneIn Radio. Thank you, TuneIn, to all 25 time zones around the world. 
And this is the show for Thanksgiving here in the United States of America. It is November 22nd, 2018. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, and happy Thanksgiving for those of you that are celebrating that. Uh, but it depends on where you're located on the planet. So anyway, you know, for some of you, it's the middle of the night. For some of you, it's the morning and, you know, afternoon. So anyway, I just try to cover all my bases there. But the uh, the phone number to call into the show most days, I'm not going to be taking any calls today uh, just because I'm coming off hiatus and there's some things I really want to talk about. And I can only do an hour show. So anyway, the number, though, normally to call in is 435 435- Three six three nine six six five, or four three five thirty six XMO five, which is an easy way to remember it. Also, I am on Twitter. If you are not able to call in, but you want to leave a comment or you have a question that I can address on the air or read on the air, and this is hashtag XMO live E X M O L I V E, or simply at X Mormon. And so that'll work. And then I'm also uh, X Mormon on Skype and xmormonlive uh, at gmail.com if you want to email me there. Okay, we also have uh, a Facebook group, X Mormon Live. And let's see, what else have we got here? Oh, we have an app over in the App Store. If you have a, an Android device in the Google Play Store, just look up X Mormon. It'll come up. We're the only X Mormon app in the whole Play Store. At least the last time I looked, that was the case. So hopefully that still is the deal. Uh, but it won't be hard to find us. So, um, Also, we do have a listener-only line if you want to call in to listen to the station or the show anytime, and you're w- uh, welcome to do that. And that is at 605-562-8064. And this is for those that may not have a, a data connection or a Wi-Fi connection, and you can always uh, call in to do that. So anyway uh it's been a while guys uh, I've been on hiatus uh just overwhelmed with life in general uh work family uh you know I've had people tell me that's no excuse uh you know that I should put the show and my passion you know to fight Mormonism uh, ahead of my family and my life and the health of my family and you know which is simply bullshit so uh, anyone who thinks that, you know, you can just tune out from the show and go fuck yourself. I'm never going to put the show ahead of my family, my health, my wife, my job, you know, my children, you know, all the things that I have going on in my life. There's a lot of moving pieces, and um, this show is part of it. But, uh, you know, if there's a time where I need to put my family and everything else first, I will do that, and I have done that this year. You know, we've still done over 100 shows. I think it might be near 150 shows this year. So, you know, for any other podcaster out there, that would be a hell of a year, right? But, uh, you know, of course, I want to do this as a daily live show. And so, you know, my goal is 250 to 260 shows a year. So if I end up doing 150, I'm disappointed, but I'm still happy that I did 150 shows. It's still not that bad, you know? Um, So anyway, people can complain or whatever, but hey... You know, it's free for you. Uh, it costs you nothing. That you can anyone can tune in. Uh, the good part is when I'm not on the air live, I have you know X Mormon Live 24/7, going 24/7. You know, exposing Mormonism around the clock worldwide. So that's going full time. And you know, uh, with Nelson in charge, I was listening to a show I did. Uh, gosh, right after I started, I think it was like show 28 or something. 
And I was just nailing this motherfucker. I was nailing him right between the eyes, man. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm like, he's going to do this. He's going to do that. And uh, I'm like, wow, I was like a fucking prophet or something. Uh, you know, because it was so easy to predict what this piece of shit was going to do. Uh, and I'm glad he's doing it. You know, don't get, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm just, you know, uh, you know, I feel a little bad for some of the diehards, you know, where he's just completely, uh, rerouting their church and ripping it up and basically destroying everything they've ever known. And, you know, they may think it's a good idea now, but I think they're a little depressed, you know, a little sad that they're, their church as they knew it, you know, traditionally is going down the shitter. Anyway, um, so there's that. A uh, lot, lot going on with Nelson. I have a lot of things I need to cover. So, But here's what I'm going to do, folks. I, you know, I, I want to do this show Monday through Friday. That's always been my goal since I started the show back on November 23rd of 2015. I mean, we're literally right at my three-year anniversary which is another reason why I wanted to do this show and come back on the air. And it's also Thanksgiving time, so I wanted to mention what I'm thankful for. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's basically, uh, I, I want to do it five days a week, and, and I can't, I, I want to do a three-hour show. That's always been my goal, to do three-hour shows, at least. And so what happened when I started this show is it became, I don't want to say an obsession, but it just became a really intense passion. You know, I guess you could call that obsession, but I just loved it. I mean, and I still love doing this show. But the problem is, you know, my original goal, ironically, and I'm now back to that after three years, but my original goal was to do one hour a night. And then what happened is the show just kind of took on a life of its own. And so I started doing, um, you know, like three hours, four hours, Eventually, it grew to five hours. We had some crazy six and seven plus hour shows. I think we had a couple that were close to eight hours. I mean, just incredible, um, awesome shows, but fucking devastating for my personal life. You know, I mean, if you're on the air six or seven hours, I mean, that's a lot of time. And you still got to sleep. You still got to eat. You got responsibilities. You got family, kids, job, you know. And so that first year I did the show it was kind of uh, really fucking up my life, you know? Um, and again, I'm not complaining because I have no regrets. Like I, I love that I did those shows and I listen back to them and I'm just like, wow, what a great show. But what I'm saying is I'm just trying to take more control of my life and the show and not let the show control my life. And so in order to do the show every single day consistently, I'm just going to cut them back to an hour a night. I'm going to do an hour show. And if I can do longer than that on certain nights, I will. Uh, you know, when possible, but uh, no guarantees. I mean, you're going to get at least an hour. And then beyond that, I don't know. You know, I mean, we'll just have to see how it goes. But, you know, I mean, there might be some shows where I'll go a little bit over, but not much, you know. Uh, but, you know, if, if there's a night where I can do a two-hour show, I will. But I'm going to at least do an hour. My goal every night is to shoot for an hour, to be on the air Monday through Friday. And so that's where we're going to go. And so I'm going to do this show today. I plan on being back uh, Monday. I don't know if I'm going to do other shows this week or not, but I'll be for sure be back on Monday, which is the, uh, let me pull up my little calendar here, uh, Monday the 26th at 1 a.m. So I'll, I'm going to try to, you know, finish out the year strong. Um, let's see, 5, 10, I can probably do another 15, 20 shows between now and the end of the year. But again, I'm going to try to keep them at an hour. So we can cover a lot of material in that time, but, you know, it's not going to be like my two and three hour shows. So 
we will uh, go from there. But it's just great to be back on the air. And for those of you that are, uh, you know, understanding and you appreciate the show and you understand, you know, the effort that I put into it and all that, um, I really, really appreciate that. Uh, like uh, Samson Avard, for example, um, you know, Demon of Co-op and Pat and, you know, Lori and, you know, all the great people that I've met over the years. I, I know that you appreciate what I do. And so I will always do everything that I can do, folks. And I've been at it now for 13 and a half years. So um, I still have the passion. It still burns. But, you know, I'll be honest, during this uh, little downtime I had, I had a lot of time with my family and with work. And, and I didn't, you know, I, I kind of uh, took a break from it all. But, you know, I would keep check on my news feed and see what was going on or keep check on the local news just to hear of things that happen. And uh, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. And I got to try to get caught up now. You know, I, there was a lot I already needed to get caught up on. But anyway, Nelson's making it easy. So um, anyway, enough of that. Right. Uh, but, you know, I just want to really thank you guys. Uh, you know, I really appreciate you, uh, especially uh, Samson. I know you go by. What are you, uh, is it, uh, I forget your new name now, uh, something of, uh, is it, uh, what are you now? <laughs> I can't remember, you have a new name because they banned you as Samson, let me see here, see if I can, uh, oh, Samson the Day Knight, there we go, Samson the Day Knight, uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate you, man, and uh, I'm grateful for your support and understanding, I know you really enjoy the show, and uh, I look forward to having you on uh one one of these days real soon again so uh anyway i hope you're well and your family's well and uh thank you for uh, all your support i appreciate it all right so it is thanksgiving today so this is the special thanksgiving edition i don't even know how i'm going to cover everything i want to cover um but i'm going to try you know i'm just going to briefly tell you what i'm grateful for what i'm thankful for you know i mean it happens all the time lately where my parents will hear something or my wife will hear something or I'll tell my wife something about the church, something that's in the news or that I'm hearing about. And, you know, I, I did take a break. I, I mean, it was kind of good to take a little break from all this insanity. But I did, you know, like I said, I kept my, my ear and, you know, ears and eyes peeled for something happening. And, and uh, I have a news feed. I check my email every day and I would just occasionally look at it and go, oh, shit, I can't believe this asshole, you know. But I have my, my parents will say or my wife will say, man, I'm so grateful that I don't have to be a part of this anymore. I'm so glad we got out. You know, my dad will always tell me, I'm so glad you found the truth when you did. And I mean, it saved us a shit ton of money, uh, a lot of pain, anguish, uh, you know, uh, you know self-loathing and depression because we can't be perfect and we can't do everything they want us to do, you know, uh, they want you to be so fucking perfect all the time, and so I'm just really thankful, you know, I mean, I, I'm always thankful, but during Thanksgiving time, I pondered even more deeply what I'm thankful for, and I'm thankful for my family, I'm thankful for the, the, the fact that we're not in this fucking cold anymore, you know, the fact that we're free, that we can be our own people, that we can do our own thing, that we can do whatever we want. Uh, the neighborhood, you know, they went through a, a, a phase where they were trying to really, you know, suck us back in or like bring us cookies, you know, because they, they're so fucking shallow. They think that, hey, if you if we take them cookies, 
then they're going to come back to church, you know, because because bringing me chocolate chip cookies will make me not care about Joseph Smith raping child brides, right? It will make me not care about him raping his adopted daughters. It will make me not care about him marrying other men's wives, probably raping them too. You know, I mean, it's like how much of this was, uh, you know, something that, you know, basically they just went along with it, you know? They felt like they had to do it. They had to go along. And so, uh, and, I, and I'd seen something uh, the other day that, you know, where they were talking about that. You know, they basically, like, they felt, they felt obligated. Uh, oh, yeah, there was a story this morning, actually, before I came on the air that I was reading about um, the, uh, the cult leader over in uh, South Korea, you know. And I, I should actually, uh, let me see if I have, uh, thought I had my other uh, device here. But anyway, let me, actually, uh, I'm going to uh, divert a little bit here from what I was going to talk about uh, just for a minute. Because, again, see if any of this sounds familiar. Um, let's see. Uh, let me just see what, uh, let's see here. Yeah, it's, he's a cult leader and he was jailed for raping his followers. And there was a story on the BBC. Uh, what's this fucker's name? Uh, let's see. Uh, God damn it. I'm trying to find. I wanted, I wanted to read you the one that I read on the BBC. Um, here, let me just, uh, really quick here. Again, you know, it's live radio and sometimes I bring up something. I'm like, Hey, I need to talk about that. And I hadn't planned on it. So, um, I did originally and then I kind of forgot about it cause there were so many other things going on here, but, um, let's see, let me see if I can find the BBC article here. There we go. Um, let's see, where is it? Uh, Anyway, you know what? I'll just click on one of the other articles here and read it to you guys. But, uh, yeah, sentenced to prison, you know, in the Me Too case. So, anyway, it says a prominent church pastor. And, and again, where does it always end up, you know? You've got Joseph Smith. You've got all these fucking cult leaders. You've got, uh, you know, Jim Jones. And you've got, you know, Heaven's Gate. And you've got David Koresh. And all these motherfuckers always end up you know, raping their people. Uh, a prominent church pastor's behavior came under scrutiny when the Me Too movement took hold in South Korea, was sentenced Thursday to 15 years in prison for habitually raping female followers who said they were deceived into believing that he was God. They actually believed he was God, you know. And again, the gullibility of human beings is uh, amazing. I mean, and I was part of it at one time, so I'm not criticizing, I'm just saying... It's amazing what we believe, it's amazing what we fall for, and it's terrible, you know? And so this fucker convinced him that he was God. Uh, Lee J. Rock, 75, the founder of the Man Men Central Church in Seoul, has been dogged by allegations of extortion, fraud, sexual... Hey, sounds like Joseph Smith, man! Uh, sexual abuse for decades, and mainstream Christian groups have accused him of leading a cult. But it was not until the Me Too movement caught on in South Korea early this year that he was arrested. Uh, so eight former female followers sued Mr. Lee. Some of them told reporters that he had lured them to his apartment, ordered them to get naked as Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden, and raped them. Mr. Lee was formally arrested in May. Uh, in its ruling on Thursday, a three-judge panel at the Seoul Central District Court convicted him, Mr. Lee, of raping the eight women dozens of times between 2000 and 2014. Uh, while attending his church from an early age, the victims were led to believe 
that the way to heaven lay in treating the accused like God and obeying him. You know, and again, what do the Mormon leaders say? We represent God. We represent Christ. Literally, we speak for him. We act for him. You know, so essentially they are him. You know, it's the same thing. Uh, so they're led to believe the way to heaven lay in treating the accused like God and obeying him. Uh, the presiding judge, Chung Moon Sung, said in the ruling, he habitually raped and sexually violated them, abusing their inability to protest or resist his acts because of his absolute authority. And again, this goes back to Joseph Smith, the way, you know, they probably felt the same way, his absolute authority, you know, his militaristic way of treating them, of telling them, you have to fuck me, you have to let me put my penis in you because you need it to get to the celestial kingdom with me, you know, with your family. So they fell for it, you know, and they're still falling for it in 2018, which is amazing. 2018, and people are still believing that their leader is God and that they have to have sex with him. I mean, wow. So you can imagine how bad it was back in Joseph's day, how easy it was to dupe, you know, and to dupe the women and how gullible they were. Uh, because they were naive and they were, you know, less educated than the people of today, the women of today. The court said the pastor had victimized others besides the eight women who had come forward. Four members of the church have also said so. Um, of course, he's denied all charges against him. But he stood in silence, his eyes closed. Well, the judge read the verdict. His followers who packed the courtroom, spilled outside, let out a collective sigh when the sentence was announced. He showed little emotion. Um, and he claims he's hard of hearing, you know, like, oh, like he doesn't know what's going on. I'm sure he didn't know what was going on when he was raping all the women either, right? Oh, I don't know what happened. My penis just went inside, and I, I don't know what happened. Oh, my God, you know. I mean, whatever, dude. You're a piece of shit cult leader, just like Russell M. Nelson and Joseph fucking Smith. Anyway, uh, so he paint, they painted the eight women, and this is another thing the Mormon church does. Look what they did to McKenna Denson, right? So they painted the eight women as disgruntled former members who spread lies riding the bandwagon of the Me Too movement after being excommunicated for breaching church rules. I mean, this is like almost identical, you know? Uh, I mean, who knows what the Mormon apostles, the Big 15, are doing out there? Who knows who they're banging, who they're raping? I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, we don't really know. We don't know if there's anything going on out there. You know, it would be hard for me to believe that, you know, when the church was started by a child-raping pedophile piece of shit and fraudster like Joseph Smith Jr., you know, why wouldn't that continue? And then look at Brigham Young and John Taylor and all the prophets that were polygamists, you know, all the way up through Grant, you know, I mean, he was a polygamist at one point, so he had multiple living wives. Uh, he didn't when he became the prophet. He had one, but he did have three wives at one time, together, at the same time. You know, so, uh, you know, it's amazing. And, and so, anyway, that's what they do. They attack the victims to try to clear their name and to look better. Um, so, anyway, uh, I'm just glad to see that this uh, fucking cult leader got caught. Um, anyway, he's a heretic, uh, some, and his followers have sometimes lashed out violently to defend him. Hmm, Mountain Meadows Massacre, anyone? I mean, again, all the parallels are there. All these cults line up, 
you know, uh, again, back in like 2005 or six, I did is Mormonism a cult part one and part two. I think I spent like four or five hours dissecting it, going through the cult checklist and boom, 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 all the way down the line. There was like, like one that wasn't exact, but pretty much everything on the list matched up exactly with Mormonism is a cult. And you can look that up. Just uh, You can go to uh, Mormon Truth Podcast on iTunes and download those two parts. Is Mormonism a cult? Parts one and two. I haven't listened to them in probably a decade, but hopefully, you know, it's still great information. I'm pretty sure it is. So uh, anyway, uh, he has 130,000 members um, and they have large uh, evangelical gatherings in Russia, Pakistan, Israel, Kenya, and Honduras. And so anyway, I'm not going to read any more of it, but, you know, it just again, I mean, wow, what a coincidence, huh? Another cult leader who ends up, you know, stealing money, banging his, you know, from the from the followers, uh, you know, raping, banging all his followers, uh, telling them you must have sex with me or else. I mean, Helen Mark Kimball, she had 24 hours, you know, 14 year old Helen Mark Kimball, or as they would say, she was close to her 15th year or something like that, you know, in the essay. Uh, but she had 24 hours to decide, you know, am I going to let this guy put his penis in me or not? You know, and, and the, you know, eternal lives of her family hung in the balance. And her dad wanted her to do it, you know. Of course, the original story was that Joseph Smith said he wanted his wife, Violet, or Violet, you know, and he agreed to give Joseph his wife after, you know, suffering for days. And, and then in the end, Joseph hugged him and said, that was just a test, brother. Oh, but I do want your 14-year-old daughter. And so that was easy for him after he'd already agreed to give him his wife, you know. I mean, again, in what world is this okay? You know, in what world would anybody with any fucking morals or values of any kind say, oh, this is okay? You know, I mean, it's mind-blowing to me. It really is. I mean, and these, and these Mormons that pretend to be so moral and so righteous and, you know, like the examples and the light upon the hill that can't be hidden and, you know, they want everyone to know that they're a Mormon and they're so righteous and, I mean, Donnie fucking Osmond and Marie and, you know, all these people, I mean, especially the famous ones. I mean, how in the world can they be so, you know, either clueless or willfully ignorant or i mean how do they justify it you know like oh well hey you know he just married the one fourteen. oh wait it might have been two uh he did tell a 12 year old hey you're gonna be my first polygamous wife he later did marry her after she was married to another man i mean hey what a good guy huh i mean you know this is like uh just total scum man it's raw sewage you know mormonism is raw sewage i, I mean it really is Okay, so anyway, that story just reminded me, you know, of how cult leaders tend to always go in the same exact direction. Money, power, sex, control, you know, in, in whatever order you want to put it, you know, sex, power, money, control, control, money, power, sex, whatever. It all ends up, you know, falling into that, uh, into those categories. And, and that's what it's all about. So, I mean, in, in, you know, in some cases, maybe it starts out innocent. And they're like, hey, you know, I can, I don't think it did in Joseph Smith's case, but maybe in some cases they start out and they're like, hey, I really want to help people or 
Um, you know, like Jim Jones, it, it actually sounded like in the beginning he might have been trying to do the right thing or whatever. And we know how that ended. Um, and then uh, I heard some stories about him the other day about, you know, how he was actually very racist and he won an award for, you know, being uh, so loving of other races. And uh, but he would always give like the worst jobs to the blacks or the Hispanics or, you know, and, and all of the white people had, you know, the office jobs and they were, you know, they were dressed nicely and didn't have to go clean toilets. And, you know, it's amazing. But at least in Mormonism, you know, they don't, uh, um, I mean, they're not uh, trying to say, oh, I mean, I mean, they're they're equally hateful of uh, everyone. But they, I mean, they've been especially hateful of blacks and many other races. But I'm just saying, like, when it comes to, like, cleaning toilets and stuff, they don't give a fuck. I mean, you can be white, black, Hispanic, they don't care. They're going to send you to clean toilets, you know? I mean, here in Utah, you don't have much of a choice where 95% of most of the congregations are white, you know? And so uh, they, they love to, uh, you know, they're, they're not going to show any uh, favoritism here. Uh, but of course, uh, it, it only depends on your level, your stature, you know? Uh, they're not, I mean, the Big 15 and the 70s, they're not going to go clean toilets, uh, I would assume most state presidents and bishops aren't cleaning toilets. You might have a few here and there that want to help out the ward, but I'm sure they're assigning people to clean the shitters, you know. So anyway, uh, so I'm grateful that I'm not a part of that anymore. I'm grateful that we're not in a cult. I'm grateful that we don't have to answer to these men that when, when Nelson says jump, I don't have to say how high. If he says jump off a cliff, I do it. No questions asked, you know. I'm just really grateful that my family has been extricated from Mormonism, from the Mormon cult, that my children will never have to have these interviews with bishops and state presidents asking about their genitals and if they're fucking other people and if they're looking at pornography and masturbating. I mean, I'm so grateful that my kids will never have to do that. I'm grateful that my kids will never have to go on a mission. I mean, wow, that is... That's a big one, you know, and, and I mean, that's how brainwashed I was, you know, even when I didn't believe anymore, I was still talking about, hey, one day my kids are going to go on a mission, and I was telling my wife, and we can go on a couple's mission, I mean, yeah, I was fucked up, man, I really was, um, and that was despite the terrible things that happened on my mission, I just hadn't connected all the dots, and of course, it all came together, thankfully, in 2005, April 2005, Pretty much when the process started, and it probably ended in June, but I, I was pretty much gone from the beginning, but I just had to verify, you know, of, of some things, and uh, read Grant Palmer's book, An Insider's View of Mormon Origins, which I still highly recommend to anybody who is, you know, questioning right now. Download, I mean, go buy it. I, think, I don't think you can download it, but go buy it. It's still out there. It's a great book, you know. So anyway, it's just that time of year, you know, and I'm grateful for that. And, you know, and, and it's, it's been such a boost in our lives. I mean, we can do what we want on Sundays. Uh, it's, it's given us more time. It's given us more money. We can take that money and go on a family vacation. We just took a really nice two-week vacation. We couldn't do that if we were paying tithing. You know, they'd be taking up all our money. I mean, people are paying thousands and thousands of dollars a year to what, you know? to a, a, you know, a cult of raw sewage that doesn't do shit. And so anyway, uh, there's a couple things, I, there's a couple clips I want to play for you guys. 
Um, you know, Nelson, uh, he just took a trip over to South America and, you know, and he's, and he said some things and his wife said some things and I really wanted you guys to hear it. And then I just wanted to talk about him and all the things that he's done to literally gut and destroy the church. And I have some theories as to what's happening with that. And I've been pretty spot on the past three years when talking about Nelson. You know, uh, he played a huge part in the gay hate doctrine. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, Monson was the prophet when it came out on November 5th of 2015. Uh, you know, and, and if Nelson was running the church at that point, he didn't do anything or create anything that Monson wasn't 100% behind or wouldn't have been if he didn't even know what was happening. But I still think he was coherent enough to know what was going on. I mean, he's been hating and torturing gays since the 70s. Um, when he became the prophet, he went and cleaned out the choir and the orchestra of anybody gay. It didn't matter if they were actively gay or, you know, having sexual relations. He just wanted anyone that was gay gone. And so he did that. He did, you know, cleaned house on that. Um, so anyway, I, I, you know, again, I'm just grateful not to be a part of it. But now I'm going to talk about Nelson here for a few minutes. Uh, we got about half an hour here. And I just want everyone to hear what he has to say, you know. And, and again, he was uh, with uh, Stevenson, the, uh, the other apostle, one of the newer ones. And according to Grant Palmer, it takes about three years for these dumb fucks to figure out that it's all fraud. And, you know, and again, uh, I'm just going to say that I have no confidence or faith that any of these guys are good guys. Uh, you know, I'm so tired of, you know, all these New Order ex-Mormons, you know, and... New Order Mormons saying, hey, we got to be respectful and they're good guys and all this. I don't buy it, you know. Because the people at the top are assholes. So why are they going to pick out a good person to replace uh, like Boyd K. Packer? Okay, I think I need to get my voice uh, used to talking uh, straight for an hour or two or three. <laughs> so anyway... Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that here for a few minutes, and uh, I'm going to let you guys hear what he has to say. And then I just want to remind everybody of all the things he's done to literally destroy the church. He's done some recent ones, you know. And I mean, the guy is just a cold, hate-filled motherfucker. I mean, he really is. I mean, this guy, I mean, he's, he's literally picking up where Hinckley left off, you know. I mean, when Hinckley was the prophet... He got rid of homecomings and farewells. He got rid of road shows. You know, he started building mini chapels and, you know, mini temples and all this shit. And I just feel like Nelson, like Monson was kind of like the buffer in between. And I feel like Nelson is picking up where Monson, I mean, Monson didn't do shit. But he was, you know, had dementia for probably a good part of the time. But, uh, but Nelson is picking up where Hinckley left off and literally getting rid of any other things that were still enjoyable or fun or good. And, you know, again, he says that he is preparing for the second coming. So, you know, he's, he's just going to get rid of all non-essential things. And so what he's really doing is stripping the church down to, you know, the bare metal and making it, uh, you know, terrible. And, and so, which is good. I mean, again, I'm not complaining, but, you know, you feel kind of bad for the people that are still in it, but, but then again, maybe that'll be the impetus to get them to get the fuck out. You know, they're going to be like, you know what? Uh, we lost this and that and everything else, which I'll go through in a minute. So what's the point of sticking around? You know, there's nothing enjoyable anymore. 
I mean, you know, it's like saying, you know, uh, sex is only for trying to procreate. You know, it's not for having fun or enjoying yourself. Well, that's what they're doing with the church. I mean, it's like it's only to get to Christ. It's only to get to the celestial kingdom. And so let's get rid of every fun thing there is. Let's just say, fuck it. Let's gut the church and make it miserable. You know, and they're already having a retention problem. My God, what do they think is going to happen now? I mean, it's great. I mean, it, it is actually really good. But I'm just saying, like, if I was still a member, I mean, I would be depressed. You know, I would be like, wow. I mean, they're not even Mormons anymore. They're like uh, ex-Mormons now. They're anti-Mormons. You know, it's unbelievable. So anyway, let me play these clips for you. I'm going to play Nelson first, and then I'm going to play his lovely wife, Wendy, and then I'll, uh, I'll wrap it up here with some final words, and I'll, I'll talk in between while I'm playing these. Uh, and then I'll uh, just kind of give some final thoughts. But yeah, let's go ahead and play Russell and Nelson. This was in Chile. Uh, again, I believe it's Stevenson, the Apostle Stevenson he's with. So uh, let's go ahead and play that for you. And then we'll come back and uh, we'll listen to Wendy. But I'll comment along the way as well. And if I need to pause it, I'll pause it. All right. So let's get this uh, fucking clown on the air. Here we go. Russell and Nelson. Oh, and it's fair I've use, by the way. I've participated in a number of temple dedications, and none have gone better than this one. Oh. So we're greatly blessed. I'd say heavenly crescendo is a word that comes to mind. Heavenly crescendo, you know. I mean, he's done many temple dedications, but none have been like... I mean, he exaggerates, he lies. He, I mean, he just loves to be like the king of exaggeration, you know. I mean, it's really amazing. He's full of shit. He's a blowhard. He's a cult leader. It was really a, a remarkable 10 days, 9 or 10 days, but to be able to have this as the, as the finale for those uh, 10 days. And today just felt absolutely heavenly. heavenly. It just was really heavenly crescendo. Uh, punctuated by the Spirit and the, the people and their preparation spiritually. Well, everyone did their parts well. Oh, oh, by the way, I mean, I just got to mention, you know, and I haven't looked up the footage yet of the Chile Temple uh, dedication, but, and, and I'm going to kind of give it away a little bit, what I want to talk about in a minute. But one of the things that Nelson has recently gotten rid of was, uh, you know, all the different uh, shows or the pageants. You know, the church is now anti-pageant, uh, which is amazing. I mean, they've gotten rid of the pageants, like, wow, you know. Um, and, but, you know, they're not going to get rid of are the shows where, you know, all the kids are dancing for the prophet. You know, they're, you know, they do these big extravagant shows with costumes and like Monson said, you know, he prayed that their costumes wouldn't get wet. And, you know, like, I mean, you know, who cares about rape victims and child trafficking and terrorists and, you know, mass shootings and who cares about that? I'm, I'm concerned about the costumes of the kitties, you know? Um, so they're not going to get rid of that because that's for him. So again, if you look at what is happening, everything that he's doing is to punish the members, to take away what they might enjoy. But he's keeping everything that he enjoys, you know, including daily buffets and private jet travel and staying in five-star resorts and the presidential suite. I mean, this motherfucker is going to keep everything that he likes for him, because he is the cult leader. You know, when I did the, the tweet for the show tonight, I show him sitting there with a crown on his head because he thinks he's the fucking king of the world, just like Joseph Smith. Anyway, let's continue. 
and the people, they're so loving and so anxious to serve the Lord and serve each other. They're just so pleasant to be with. Uh-huh. It's, it's really Unlike a reverent, you. sacred feeling you have among them. What impressed me in Chile here was we saw that the, the foundation of the church that has been building, but then we saw the rising generation last night. Oh, yeah, right. And the youth that were there and the future 1,500 of them generation. in the stake center, but broadcast to thousands more. 1,500 in the stake center, you know? I mean, why, why are they filling football stadiums, you know, soccer stadiums down there? I mean, there should be 40, 50, 60,000 people filling these stadiums everywhere they go, right? Because they are the one true church in the whole world. Not happening. And, oh, they were, they were so powerful, so strong, mm. uh, so grateful to be in the presence of a prophet. Oh, see that? So grateful to be in the, I mean, just to be in the presence of, oh my God. I mean, he's a man, you know, he shits and pisses like everybody else, but there he is. Oh my God. He says he represents Christ and he speaks for and on behalf of Christ and God. And, you know, and everyone's just like, wow, you know, and I mean, like, you know, Hinkley and the, waving the hankies, he's doing that shit too, you know, everyone's waving hankies and I mean, he's loving it, he's eating it up. And then he, and then he tries to pretend that he's humble. This guy ain't humble, man. I mean, you'll hear what he says here in a minute. Like, it's not us they love. Anyway, I'm going to play it for you. The church is relatively young here in South America. Yeah, about 100 years. Uh, 90 years ago, nothing. And now, uh, former general authorities were there. And now you have 90% inactivity of all the people that have ever been baptized. Because you don't give a fuck about anybody and you do nothing to retain the people that you have. You're more concerned about baptizing, baptizing, baptizing when you can't even retain, you know, 90% of what you got. And it's really pathetic. And young people uh, who have been in the church for a long time, we saw four generation families. Uh -huh. This is a calling. Like one. And uh, it's a cause. The cause. It's the Lord's work. Oh, okay. And uh, it's a privilege for us to participate in, in any way. Mm. He's so humble. Oh, he's so humble, folks. We love it. Keep talking. It's very energizing. Mm. To see these beautiful children. That are all duped. To see these beautiful people who love Brain the Lord watch. and they love the Lord's servants. They love the Lord's servants. See, now he gives it away, right? They, they love the Lord's servants. So he just admitted that they love him. You know, they, they are honored to be in the presence of a prophet, Stevenson said. Now listen to what he says. It's not Russell or Gary that they love. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the office. We oh, wait, I thought you said that they loved you, the leaders. Oh, but they don't love the leaders. They just love the title. Like we love the prophet, whoever it is. I mean, and that's true. But they get really into each one, you know. I mean, it's, I mean, when a prophet dies, they're crying, oh, my God, you know, because they, they, and then they just snap out of it or, you know, move right on to the next one like nothing happened. I mean, who gives a fuck about Monson right now? He's a dead prophet. According to Benson, you know, it, it, dead prophets don't matter. The only thing that matters is the living one. So as soon as Nelson dies, fuck that guy. He doesn't matter, you know. I mean, and, and so what a joke, you know. What a joke, but yet they have books, you know, the teachings of Brigham Young, the teachings of John Taylor, 
I mean, why, are, why, why were they studying those books? They're meaningless, right? The fuckers are dead, so who cares? We know that. We understand that. Yeah. I've learned. Let me back it up a little bit here. It's the office. We know that. They love the Lord's servants. There you go. It's not oh. Russell or Gary. And then he that contradicts they love. himself. It's the office. We know that. We know that. We're so humble. I mean, it, it has nothing to do with us, but it has everything to do with them. We understand that. Yeah. I've learned much from President Nelson. Oh, uh, I feel like I'm I think he puts his hand kind of in tutelage here, and <laughs> and what better tutor could you have than yeah. President Russell M. Nelson oh. with his yeah. with his experience that he has for so many many years? But beyond that, with with his spirit and his Christ-like Bullshit. leadership uh, model, you know, we we go to the venues and. And the children and others are anxious to be in the room with the prophet. Oh, well, there you go. I thought it was just about the office, not the person. Hmm. If they have an opportunity, they're anxious to shake the hand. Oh, my God. And then they're like, I'm never going to wash this hand again. You know, I mean, I literally heard one woman say that in one of the videos. Like, I'm never, I never want to wash this hand again. I mean, so it is worship. I mean, they are being worshipped, you know, and, and again, why are they spending so much time in other countries? Because they're not finding that type of thing here. Not like you find in South America where the people are, you know, I mean, the ones that end up showing up are really somewhat fanatical, you know, the true believers. But uh, again, you know, how many of the 1,500 really are? So, I mean, and they're only believing what they're being told. They don't, they don't know the truth yet. Of the prophet, but it's different than, than a worldly celebrity it's just completely oh, really? different than that. This oh. is this is a longing that they have to be with with the mouthpiece of a loving heavenly Father. Who you hear that? The mouthpiece. The mouthpiece. You know. I mean, they truly believe, and, and you're going to hear Nelson say, you know, that basically I'm the prophet of the whole world. <laughs> so, I mean, the guy he's not hiding. I mean, he truly believes that the whole world had better fucking listen to him. You know, or they're going to be fucked, you know? So, uh, it's, I mean, don't try and play humble, dudes. Come on. We know what you really believe. You think you're the king shit, the king poopas. Who, who they have a, a heartfelt testimony uh, of these plain and precious truths. Uh -huh. uh, because Heavenly Father loves us, he can... And how many of them know about Joseph Smith's Child Brides and Mountain Meadows Massacre and the hatred of blacks and the cursing of blacks, you know, men and women. You know, how many people know this? How many people believe or know that they used to believe that the Native American Indian children were like changing colors and turning white and delightsome? You know, Spencer W. Kimballs, you know, the future prophet at the time, he was an apostle in 1960, you know, in, in the Lamanite talk where, you know, he's the day of the Lamanites, you know, and talking about the white skin and how you could tell the children were lighter and how how many of the people that they were talking to down there know this the, i'm sure they don't you know they probably haven't researched the church on the internet most of them don't have their own computers yet most of them have to go to a cyber cafe and when they go to a cyber cafe it isn't to look up shit about the church it's to because most of them don't even know yet they're i mean they're back in the you know like the, the 60s or 70s you know way before the internet existed and, and they don't even know to look it up you know unless they hear something from a friend or a family member or something 
And so, uh, again, uh, they're just very naive and uneducated, and they're ignorant of the facts and the truth. So what's going to happen when, you know, all these people, and I mean, and, and just wait for the bubble to burst in Africa. Just wait until they find out how much the church hated and cursed blacks. Just wait, man. I mean, that is a bubble that is going to burst. Uh, I mean, it's just like the collapse of the economy. I mean, when that, when that goes through Africa, they're done. They're fucking done. I mean, you've got a few clueless black members of the church who actually know the truth and don't seem to care, and that boggles my mind. But, but most of those people will care. Communicates to us through his prophets. Well, because Heavenly Father loves us, he communicates to uh, us through his prophets. Right. Well, the Book of Mormon refutes the mistaken impression that all you need is good works and to be a nice fellow. Oh, wait, isn't that what the church is all about, works? You got to pay your tithing, you got to go to the temple, you got to do this, you got to do that. I mean, they're all about works, you know? I mean, they're, they're, so what is he trying to do now? Say, like, oh, we're like the Christians. We just believe in faith, you know, have good faith, you know? So now if you're just a good guy and you do a lot of good works, nah, that doesn't matter. Amazing. You have to have ordinances. Oh, ordinances. If you're oh, going yeah. to reach the celestial glory that God has in mind. And that requires temple attendance and activity so, every week at your meetings. There are so many wonderful people in the world who have that feeling that as long as I... Don't break the law, and I'm polite and careful to people. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'll, that's all I need to do. But that the Book of Mormon teaches over and over again. So every person in the world should care about the Book of Mormon. Should care about not just ordinances, Mormon ordinances in the Mormon temple, which require a full 10% tithing of your gross pay. That's what the whole world should care about, so they can get richer and richer and buy more real estate and, you know, extend their, uh, their land grabs all around the world. That you need to have the ordinances. Most people don't give a and shit, of course, the temp That's why we have temples. Uh -huh. So that all the potential that God has in store for his children can become a, a fact, a reality. Only if you're Mormon. We find good in, in religions around the world, good people, people oh. of good heart. Okay. But but, for them to be able to capture uh, the fullness of the gospel, go. which includes what President Nelson just described. You gotta be a Mormon. Ordinances, uh, temples, I'm glad they're sticking to revelation, it, you know? uh, keys, uh, priesthood authority. And, and if you're like a regular person from some other religion listening to this, you're like, what the fuck are they talking about? My religion's not good enough? And they always try to say, oh, like, like Hinckley said, we love other religions. We never speak negatively of other religions. Bullshit. The, the very fact that you exist and you call yourself the restored church of Christ, the one true church of Christ, is a slam on every other religion on the planet that has or will ever exist. So don't try and uh, lie and deceive and claim that, oh, we love other people. It's like we love gays. We just excommunicate them and ban their children, but we love them. We love other religions, but they're all you know, uh, false corrupt abominations and of the devil and whores of all the earth, but we love them. You know, I mean, do you see how this works? They, I mean, they, again, publicly they state one thing, privately they believe intensely in something completely different. So again, they're just lying pieces of shit that are trying to, you know, blend into society, you know, and, and then they're going to refer you to some 18-year-old kids who don't know their head from their ass to teach you about the religion, 
in a very orchestrated way, uh, you know, exactly what they've told them to tell you and not tell you. And then, uh, you know, you end up joining and then, you know, months or years down the road, you're like, what the fuck? I, they never taught me that. I didn't know that. And so they're still doing it. You know, they talk about, oh, we want to inoculate people and this and that. No, they don't. No, they don't. Not, not the people they're teaching and baptizing. You know, that maybe they're doing some inoculation with the children of members because they don't have a choice with the Internet and all that stuff. So but as far as like, do you think they're trying to inoculate the people in South America and Africa with the truth about how shitty they are? Of course not. No way. They would never do that. Uh, this is what is unique about the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, no one else can offer perpetuation to the family unit beyond the grave. See that? No one else. No one else. Not one other church on this fucking godforsaken planet, right, can offer what they do, the perpetuation of family beyond the grave. I mean, so again, they are, he, I mean, he is doubling and tripling down, quadrupling. That This is the only way, the only path that you can go. And for years, they were trying to back away from that, at least publicly. But now even publicly, they're saying, yeah, this is it. You know, either you become a Mormon or you're fucked. For now and all eternity. And that, according to our Heavenly Father, is the greatest gift that he can give to his children. Yeah. This is a global ministry. It costs 10%. We're prophets for the whole world. Oh, there all you go. of God's children, not just the members of the church. So all on this God's tour, children. we've talked. To We're prophets for the whole world, all of God's children. Well, let me tell you, uh, 99.80% of people on the planet uh, don't give a fuck about a word you're saying. They don't care who you are. They don't know who you are, and they never will. They don't want to because they know that you're a cult and they want nothing to do with you. People in five different countries. If there are 200 countries in the world and uh -huh. more, yeah. five is such a small drop in the bucket. Yes, it is. Yeah, we'll get around. But we'll still... Why don't you go to Iraq and Syria and Afghanistan and Pakistan? You know, really put your life on the line. I mean, when this motherfucker was in uh, Israel or Jerusalem and there was uh, some fighting and bombs being dropped in Syria, he got the fuck out of there, you know? They didn't want any chance of him getting harmed or injured, you know, by what was going on. I, I think he was like 90 miles away from what was happening or about to happen. So they got him the fuck out of their ASAP because he's a pussy. You know, if he thought he was being protected by the Lord, what would he be worried about? You know, wouldn't he be able to say, hey, Jesus, uh, am I going to get blown up or what's going to happen here? Oh, no, you're fine. I will protect you. Okay, thank you, Lord. You know, but no, they get him out of there because, you know, they don't have any faith or they don't really believe that this is true or they're just like, oh, shit, you know, uh, we don't want him getting killed, so let's get him out. Um, so, again, you know, they're not going to go to any countries where they're in danger, but yet they send missionaries into countries in dangerous areas, areas that they would never go to because it would be too dangerous, you know. The living conditions wouldn't be good. So, I mean, if they do go visit one of those type of areas, they got their bodyguards, they've got their luxury car, and then as soon as they're done, they get the fuck out of there and go back to their presidential suite and probably more bodyguards, you know, to keep them safe. You know, even some of the couple missionaries have bodyguards. Why don't the regular missionaries have bodyguards? Because they don't matter. They're just little pawns, man. They're nobodies. 
according, you know, I mean, in their eyes, they don't care. Miss more than we'll touch, but we'll try. Yeah, we'll we won't try. give up just because it's a big job. Oh God! We're just he talks like it's fucking at the old. exponential phase of growth. Yes, but it will continue. The Lord said, "I will hasten my work in its time," mm. and He makes good on His promises. Oh, does He? We're witnesses to. A, a he told Joseph Smith, "You've got to bang little girls and other men's wives." You know, and, and if you don't, you're screwed, you know, and then what happens? And he gets rid of polygamy. Well, why did he even start it in the first place? I mean, it's crazy. Uh, what the hell, man? You know? Process of restoration. If you think the church has been fully restored, mm. uh, you're just seeing the beginning. Oh, really? There's much more to come. Wait till next year. Oh, yeah, here, you listen <laughs> to this. And then the next year. Oh, everyone's laughing. Eat your vitamin pills. Eat your vitamin Get pills. Get your rest. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. And he's probably going to drop dead at some point in between then and now. Who knows? I mean, he's 94 and he's gutting the church. And anyway. All right. So uh, I'm coming up on my, I'm at my hour mark here, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and play Wendy Nelson. Uh, it's about five minutes and then I'll wrap it up and call it a night and, uh, Oh, uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be back tomorrow, but I know I'll be back Monday, but we'll see how it goes. If uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But for sure, I'll be back Monday through Friday next week. So anyway, here is Wendy Nelson, his wife. Uh, same time period, interviewed recently, and she's uh, a lot more exciting. And fucking clueless. One of the things that's caught my attention being in South America this time is to see how much the people love the Lord and therefore they're so drawn to the prophet. Oh, there you I go. I have seen him changing in the last 10 months. They're drawn to the office or to the prophet? Hmm. Uh, it is as though he's been unleashed. Unleashed? Uh, he's free to finally do what he came to earth to do is my big thing. So he was being held back all these years, you know, Monson, Hinckley. He was just sitting and waiting, going, oh, God damn it, give me a shot. Give me a fucking shot. I'm going to I'm gonna be unleashed, man. I'm just going to do crazy shit, man. And that's what's happening. So there you go. And also he's free to follow through with things he's been concerned about oh. but could never do. Now that he's president, of, he can do those things. I've seen him be able to now do those things that have been in his heart. Oh. Um, I've seen him, as I've said, be clear about doctrine uh, to, I've seen him become younger. Oh. I've seen him that. become happier. He's younger now? I thought he was 94. Because he's doing what he came he's to like earth to do. 82 now. So why wouldn't he be happy? He was foreordained to be the prophet of God oh. on the earth today and when you're finally doing what you said you would do, of course you're gonna be happy. I can never talk about the truth that my husband <laughs> is indeed the Lord's prophet called by him and instructed by him. I can never even talk about that Why? without choking up. Oh, okay. And you know, I can... Well, she's doing it right now and she's not choking up. I don't hear her crying. Fight tears pretty well. But she's a when hard it comes ass. to that, when it comes to witnessing about the prophet of the Lord, I feel it deeply every time. It's, it's quite incredible. It catches me off guard. Certainly he has seen the faith of the people. He's seen the love of the people for the Lord. He, he, now you 
he's seen the love of the people for the temple. That oh. means everything to my husband. Uh-huh. Uh, to to see that, to see them, to see the tithing revenue flowing in, so they can build more thirty-two story buildings, like the one in Philadelphia, to build more malls, to build a city of five hundred thousand people, to buy more land. To, you deceive people in Hawaii and buy more land, promising affordable housing and then backing out. You know, just and again, just to get the land, you know, you, you lie, you do whatever you have to do to get it. And then you say, oh, you know what? We've looked it over and it's not going to work, you know. Uh, I mean, that's what you do. That's what they do. They lie and deceive, you know. So every time he sees a temple, all he sees are dollar signs. Don't be don't be fooled. He doesn't give a fuck about these people or their families. He doesn't care. Now, I think his wife might be a true believer. God, she sounds like she's all in. Like, she could be uh, certified in the nut house anyway. Being the people and the missionaries to travel far in order to receive God's word for them. At their own expense. My husband is a global man. Oh, I mean, he's global. Again, he's wow. a techno guy. He's a techno guy? What? Nelson's a techno guy? Bullshit. Bullshit. I don't believe that for a second. I bet I could outmaneuver him on a computer or a phone in one second. I mean, I, I don't buy for one second this guy's a techno guy. He's got everyone doing everything for him. Come on. I mean, that, that was like, I laughed out loud when I heard that. He's a global mind. He thinks outside of the box. If it's not outside of the box, he's not that interested in it. Outside of her box, right? He's not interested in cutting the ham to fit inside of the pot anymore just because it was tradition yeah man he and he's not just about if it was tradition let's do something different it's let's look at why were we doing that and and, and i'm so glad she said that because that's one thing i've been saying about him this whole time and since he became prophet especially is that he doesn't care about tradition it doesn't matter to him he doesn't care that it matters to other people or millions of people he doesn't care He's like, you know what? Fuck that tradition. I don't care about that tradition. And now you don't care about it either. So get on, get over it. You know, I mean, these are hard. I mean, they are hard people. Nelson and his wife are hard. You know, hard in the sense that, you know, like uh, Boward's niece or something that was interviewed on a show, you know, and she said that she'd never seen him cry, that he had no emotion and no feelings. Why? Well, Nelson's the same way. And so is his wife. And I think most of these people are. You know, I mean, except for crying Iring, but, you know, of course, I think he's just had a really good acting coach, maybe. Or he's mentally disturbed to the point that he can't control his emotions, you know, and maybe he knows he's lying and it makes him emotional. I, I don't know. But I'm just saying most of them are just hardcore, you know, uh, we don't give a fuck. This is the way it is and you're going to like it. You're going to love it and you're going to support it and you're not going to question it or question me or we will punish you, you know. I mean, they are just hardcore. I mean, look at Oaks. Do you think that motherfucker's ever cried? I, I doubt it. I doubt it, you know? Um, Ballard, you know, these guys, I mean, they're just hardcore, man. And that's what has caught his attention over and over again. When he sees things and says, what are we doing that for? What are we spending the widow's yeah. might on that for? The widow's might, uh, you know, on, on what? You know, I'm going to go over this stuff real quick. But again, like I said earlier, but it's okay to spend the widow's might to pay his salary so he can own multiple homes, to pay the other salaries so they can have multiple homes. It's okay to spend $40 million a year on luxury automobiles so they all get a new car every year. 
it's okay to spend the widow's might to do their daily buffets in the Joseph Smith Memorial Building and their ornate dining room, as they called it on a nightline. Uh, you know, I mean, that's okay. They stuff in their faces, you know. Do they look like they're mal malnourished? No, they don't. Uh, they have the best medical insurance that money can buy. Uh, again, private jet travel around the world, you know, five-star resorts, you know. I mean, if, if the mission presidents are staying in five-star resorts every six months when they do their special mission conferences with all the mission presidents in that area, what do you think these guys are staying in? You know, they got to be staying in the presidential suite. You know, I mean, they're staying in the best fucking room money can buy. So it's okay as long as you spend the widow's might on yourself or for your fellow, you know, apostles, that's fine. But don't spend it on the members for their enjoyment. Don't let them have anything that they can enjoy. You know, let, let's not spend the widow's might. We got to be very careful on the money that we spend on members, right? He is saying, what really is needful? If we're really preparing the church and the world for the second coming of the Savior, yeah, he's yeah, sincere yeah. about that. Uh -huh. He doesn't want us spending money, time, energy oh, on anything that isn't Lying really focused on that. It, it's pretty stunning. He is only reporting to the Lord, and he is fearless with that focus. And I, I do want to just mention that I, I believe her when she said, he is only reporting to the Lord. I do not believe that this asshole, Russell M. Nelson, and it's kind of funny because they're going to um, excommunicate, uh, oh, guys, Bill, uh, what's his name, Bill Real. Anyway, they're going to excommunicate him because he uh, did a show called Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire about Jeffrey Holland. And I'm just wondering, why haven't you guys excommunicated me yet? I mean, I'm calling uh, Russell M. Nelson a lying sack of shit, a motherfucker, an asshole, uh, fuck him, you know, I mean, it's amazing, you know, it's either A, they're afraid to do it, or B, they don't really know who I am, which I think it's probably B, uh, but it could be a combination of both, because, of course, I'm not going to hold back, I mean, uh, I've never heard anybody do shows about the church that speaks as frankly as I do, so, um, you know, it's just kind of ironic, but I'm just saying that, uh, uh, what was it she just said, um, uh, hang on one second. Here, let me just back it up. So I, I lost my train of thought. That isn't really focused on that. It, it's pretty stunning. He is only reporting to the Lord. Yeah, only reporting to the Lord. So I do believe that he is not consulting anybody else in the Big 15. I believe that he is acting unilaterally on everything he's doing. There's no questions asked. Um, and I think everyone's probably in fear of him. Um, I think he would actually kick somebody out of the Big 15 if he needed to. I mean, he already fired fuck dork, you know, from the first presidency. So, I mean, this guy, you know, he wanted Oaks to be his right-hand man. He demoted uh, Iring from first counselor to second counselor in the first presidency. So, you do not fuck with Nelson. That's the message he wants. Whether you're a member, whether you're in the Big 15, you do not question him. You do not fuck with him. He is, man, he is the man. He is in charge. And... I dare you to challenge me, he says, and you won't like what happens. So, again, I really believe that he is, you know, all in and, and not consulting anybody. Like she says, he only answers to the Lord. I mean, hell, his own wife can't even be in the room in the middle of the night when he's supposedly getting revelations. She told a story about how he keeps a notepad by the bed, and he'll just, like, wake up in the middle of the night and start writing pages and pages of shit that he wants to do. And she has to leave the room for out of respect, you know. 
Like, what is that about? Like, even she can't be a part of it, you know? So he's not consoling her. He's not consoling anybody. He's just doing whatever the fuck he wants. And he's, you know, all the wet dreams he's had over the years of what he would do with the church, he's doing it. And he is fearless yep. with that focus. Um, that and his passion for preserving the agency of others. What? This is not a man who will say, oh, you must. Please. In fact, he said to me the other day, I don't even want to use the word oh, must please. in any of my talks. Please. I don't like that word. She is so full of shit. So that's why they're still excommunicating high-profile people like, like, I think it's Bill Real, you know? I mean, so he does, he, you must believe. No, he doesn't say that. So it's okay if you don't believe, right? It's okay if he says that Holland's a liar about the growth of the church. That's okay, right? Uh, but according to her, I mean, he doesn't like those kind of words. I mean, so why doesn't he intervene and say, stop this, no more excommunications, you know? Let's not excommunicate Sam Young or Bill Real or, you know, uh, because uh, I'm not going to force them to believe. Oh, my God. I mean, what a lying sack of shit she is, huh? The, the hymn that says, He'll call, persuade, direct, right, and bless with oh, wisdom, God. love, and light, and blame his ways, be good and kind, but never force the human mind. Oh, Jesus, that is Russell Marion Nelson. Oh, he will never force the human mind. Oh, my God. I mean, the, can the shit get any deeper? Wow. He loves to have the children stand and sing, I am a child of God. When he says to the parents, teach your children what that really means. But he's not saying they must do it. He's just saying, hey, if you feel like it or you get around to it, you need to teach him what it means, right? Because he doesn't want to ever use the word must. I mean, what a, oh my God. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, that's a deep, that is loaded. I, that is loaded. He, if he really had time, that would take him about two hours to unpack what he's really trying to say there because he is trying to say your body and your spirit are really Listen uh, to what divine. He says here in a he's minute. very honoring of the Lord's timing. Now, she says something here in a minute that just blew my mind, and it tells you what a sociopath and sick fuck this guy is. And she's okay with it. She's like totally, and she's like, yeah, it's great. I mean, listen to this, man. I think it's next. And will say to me, Wendy. Yeah. With, the, with just one shift in the rhythm of the heart, the Lord can get you back. Here's the other thing about him being 94. It does make the rest of us feel badly when he just gets younger and stronger. Oh, please. If I ever talk about... One day he's just going to drop. You watch. Like everyone's going to be, oh my God, he's so healthy. Just like Hinckley. He was going strong at 97 and then he was dead. So... About some aspect of my body that isn't working, he'll basically say, isn't that wonderful? Do you see how the Lord is preparing you to come home? Change Can you imagine? Like you're struggling and you have some health problem and your spouse is like, he, claps, he or she claps their hands and says, isn't that wonderful that the Lord is preparing you to die, bitch? I mean, really? I mean, that's his response when she's having a pain. Can you imagine trying to get any sympathy from this motherfucker? Holy shit. I mean, that just blew my mind. I mean, we already know he's a fucking sociopath, doesn't care about anything or anyone but himself. But wow, if that doesn't sum it up, I don't know what does. Let me rewind that and just play that again for you. I mean, it's incredible. Of my body that isn't working. He just gets younger and stronger. If I ever talk about some aspect of my body that isn't working, yeah. he'll basically say, isn't that wonderful? Oh my God. Do you see how the Lord is preparing you to come home? Change fuck. is always a possibility, especially when... Uh, they did some editing there. You're focused on the Lord. 
the restored gospel. So when he's having a heart attack, she should clap her hands and go, isn't it wonderful the Lord is calling you home, asshole? Of Jesus Christ is a gospel of change. It's as simple as that. It's all about change. All if about we're not change. repenting, if we're not changing every day, then we're not true disciples of Jesus Christ. Okay, so there, that's that. I mean, again, what a way to end that. But anyway, I got to wrap things up here. But uh, I'm just going to mention, and I'll go into more detail about these over the coming uh, weeks. But uh, just real quick, you know, some of the things that have happened since he became the prophet or basically was in charge. Uh, you know, the gay hate doctrine, you know, it was uh, announced on November 5th, 2015, which, uh, you know, considers all gay couples uh, to be apostates and they must have a mandatory court. They're uh, ranked as worse than murderers, rapists, attempted murderers, rapists, sex abusers, spouse abusers, uh, people that abandon their families, and they ban their children as well. He confirmed on January 10th, 2016 in Hawaii, at BYU Hawaii, that it came directly from the Lord. They all prayed and fasted about it and spent months in the temple, and it was definitely doctrine from the Lord. So that cleared up the little problem that all the uh, New Order Exmos and New Order Mormons were having, saying it's just a policy, it's not a doctrine. Uh, just for the record, I said it was a doctrine from day one. So uh, you will get the truth and the facts here, folks. Uh, you changed the name of the cult, of course, you know, to multiple things, including the church. Uh, it's an embarrassing joke. Uh, basically, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, you know, no longer Mormon, no longer LDS. Uh, ironically, I got an email from Mormon.org the other day. Uh, you know, I mean, that's that's still around. Um, I, I think their Twitter is still LDS Church, isn't it? Anyway, uh, you know, I don't know what the fuck they're doing, but uh, that is unbelievable. They changed the name of the Tabernacle Choir to... Uh, the choir at, is it now the choir at Temple Square? I forget now. Anyway, too much time off. I got to sharpen my brain here with all this stuff. Um, got rid of Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, High Priest Quorum, Home and Visiting Teaching, uh, shortened meetings to two hours, which is probably the worst thing you could have done because people were so excited about it. What does that tell you? Uh, you know, they want more home study. Uh, that's not going to happen. I mean, they, they've literally come out and said, why is it our responsibility to teach you? That's your responsibility. Again, just more arrogance. And, you know, at a time when they're losing members, hand over fist, you know, unbelievable. Uh, got rid of the pageants, like I mentioned earlier, like Hill Kimura, Manti. I really want to do a whole show on that. There was a great uh, show done on uh, Mormon land on the Tribune where they talked to a guy that was in charge of the pageant for ever. It was like a family tradition. And uh, he's pretty pissed off about the whole thing. And basically, he calls the people in Salt Lake clueless. So he's basically ripping the prophet and the apostles. He's probably going to get excommunicated next, I mean, uh, after that interview. Anyway, they're changing the hymn book. I guess they're in the process of that. And then, of course, they got rid of the Days of 47 Youth Parade. You know, again, like, you know, 80 years of, of tradition, the, the Hill Kimura pageant, you know, Manti. I don't know how many years. Hill Kimura is like 80 years. The Days of 47 Parade, I think it was like 80 years or more. You know, again, these things that have meant so much to the people and to the society and the culture. You know, the enjoyable things, fun things that people loved. Um, you know, they're just getting rid of them because, again, he doesn't want to spend the widow's might on this stuff. And, and most of the things that were happening here were all volunteer. Like, nobody was getting paid anyway. How much money were they forking out for Hill Kimura and for... Uh, you know, the Hill Kimura pageant or the Days of 47 Youth Parade. 
You know, I fully expect him to cancel the Days of 47 parade soon. I mean, why not? Get rid of every fucking thing because he wants to get rid of everything that doesn't have to do with Christ returning. So that would mean no parade. I mean, get rid of the Days of 47 completely. Uh, I mean, he better uh, he better be careful because, you know, he better, might want to have uh, someone double-check his coffee and shit, you know, because there might be people within the Big 15 that are like, you know what? We can't do this, you know? Uh, we can't have this going on. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you better watch his back because the, the changes that he's making are so big and devastating that I can't believe that. I, I mean, I would guess that most of the Big 15 are against pretty much every single thing he's done. But, of course, they're not going to speak up publicly or even privately because he has made it clear he is the fucking king and no one questions him. So, uh, I don't know, man. I'm just saying, you know, kind of like Hinckley, here one day, gone tomorrow. I mean, you never know uh, when or how or why, but uh, I'm just saying he's making a lot of enemies. He may not know it because he's so fucking clueless and so arrogant and egotistical, but... Uh, I bet there's a lot of people out there right now that hate him. So, uh, you know, again, uh, he's got bodyguards and he's got protection, but he better watch, you know, the the worst enemies can come from within. So anyway, uh, I think that's going to do it, folks. And again, I'm going to go into more of all that, you know. I mean, that whole list of things, I probably left some stuff off. I mean, he's made so many changes. I think every time I talk about it, I forget about one or two. So anyway, but I got to run. So uh I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, it's good to be back. It's great to do the show. I uh, need to get my voice uh, con- reconditioned to doing it. And the only way to do that is to do it. <laughs> so I will keep doing the show here. And uh, again, I'll see everybody Monday for sure. But if I end up doing a show tomorrow or even Friday, I'll, uh, I'll let you guys know. I'll, uh, I'll tweet it out so uh, you'll know when I'm doing it. All right? So uh, anyway, uh, everybody have a great Thanksgiving, uh, wherever you're at in the world, for those that aren't celebrating it. You know, I don't know, just have a good day, you know, but uh, <laughs> I don't know, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it, uh, looking forward to the time with my family and uh, watching football, and I'm a big football fan, so uh, that's always fun, and we will uh, go from there. Let me just find the uh, song I want to play for you guys. Um, and this song is a pretty cool song it's called And I Wish and it's I Wish That Tomorrow Would Never Come and That We Could Live Forever wouldn't that be nice and live forever free free from Mormonism free from any organization that's trying to dictate you know everything you can do say act right down to your underwear I mean who want, who really wants to be a part of that you know so uh, I just think that it's becoming more and more obvious what a hideous fraud they are. Even to the diehards, I think they're getting a little worn out, you know, with all the changes and all the good things being dropped. And, you know, and uh, and the worst thing they could have ever done is say, hey, you only need to spend two hours here. Because now those who were kind of already not caring as much are caring less. And, again, it's just, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're signing their own death warrant, you know. I mean, it's like they're... They're putting the nails in their own coffin, and it's beautiful. I love it. All right, so take care, everybody. Again, let me uh, close it out here with And I Wish, and we'll see you all again real soon. And thanks for uh, being a part of the show. I appreciate all your support, and I hope you're all well, and have a great day. We'll see you soon.